The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm one of the hosts of this year's show, the Hump Day Hotline. Hump Day. Hump Hump Day. Mike. Day. Mike. Mike. And as we always like to say, hump that like. But uh, I'm sitting here, Joe Miller, alongside my co-host, who's also on my shirt, Jay Spencer King. What's it's up, a good-looking shirt right there, man. <laughs> Whoever designed that did a good job. They did a great. <laughs> when this thing showed up in the mail, I was like, "What is happening?" It's been years, bro. It's been like it has years. been. Yeah. What is this? This year three, three. Yep, yeah, year three or four. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, since this shirt arrived at my doorstep unannounced, I'm like, no way. This is what we should sell. As much as we try to sell merch and like stuff like that, I don't think this ever was available i just feel like it would i feel like it would get taken down but we could we could try it like we you know (laughs) we could throw it up there i'm i'm for it (laughs) oh it's so good to have everybody joining us welcome to everybody in the chat welcome to all of our post live listeners in podcast form in the buffalo rumblings podcast network uh yeah we are what two games in the preseason we've got the last preseason game coming up it is unofficial even as per Sal, I loved that little kind of go back and forth between you and Sal yesterday on your show on the Code of Conduct, where you were like, well, Josh Allen's not going to play. And he was like, are you sure? I'm like, uh, I hope. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so let's just, we didn't even really script that. So let's talk about that. You you hope that he does not play. I kind of hope he does. Why? Because that offense was incredibly out of sync. And I don't want to rehash the game, and I don't think you do either. We have beat that thing to death. Um, but I feel like they're ne- even if it's a series, right? Hey, you know what, boys, go out there, put a series together, kind of like you know, in the olden days, 
get down the field, kick a field goal at the very least, just find some rhythm, find yourselves, complete some passes, right? Go five or six or four or five with, you know, 20 yards rushing with James Cook and then get them out of the game. But just to, just to end that pre, it's almost like the Jets, right? So, so Aaron Rodgers, for those of you that have not been watching Hard Knocks, is going to play. Um, and Robert Sala said a good thing. He's like, I don't want September 11th to be the first time he said in front of the MetLife crowd. However, that's not really what he meant. What he meant was, I don't want September 11th to be the first time. Like it's for real for him, right? With the, with the new mm-hmm. offense, with the Jets, blah 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 blah. Because it could potentially prime time lights. It could go incredibly sideways, right? It could be bad. Yep, it could be bad. So, so for me, it's just about jump on the field, take a series, get it done. Okay, I just I, I don't <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it at all. N- nothing about that makes me comfortable. I, I I don't want to. So I agree with you that the offense didn't look good, and we would like to see more from it to look good. Mm-hmm. But that statement is loaded, man. And when you add context to it, Josh Allen looked fine. I had no issues <laughs> with what I saw out of Josh Allen. I agree. He looked. If if you if um the Gabe Davis throw if that's not called back, you can add probably 45 yards to Josh Allen's uh, yardage total and another completion. Uh, There's another play that should not have been called back on like an illegal, I think it was like a block in the back or like a block to the sideline or something like that. Um, So there's a couple plays that like, if they weren't called back for these penalties, Josh Allen would have had to, so no, I don't need to see Josh. I understand. um, Jeremy was talking about this last night on chop up. He was talking about how um, he he's all for, guys playing so they can get into a rhythm and and, um, how the offensive line needs to kind of get the cadence of Josh down and all that. Okay. I understand the argument for that side. It's just for me, you know, one of the things that we were going to talk about, um, and I don't know when we're going to, or if we're going to talk about it, but um, you know, injuries and the way these things happen throughout the league, man, I don't I don't want to I don't want to take the chance to have Josh Allen after we saw what he did this past weekend. There was the one play where he chose to run around for 47 seconds as a it's preseason, dude. Just just slide, dude. Just get down. Did it's not, okay. Did you not see my take on Sunday? I, I, I went through the I, I went through, I went through the range of all of Bill's mafia's like feelings. It's like, oh no, don't do that. No, don't do that. No, stop, stop. This play can end. Go down. <laughs> Just go down. Like the range of like, oh, please don't do that. To like, you can stop this play anytime. To for for the, it, Chris Farley, for the love of God. <laughs> Just go down, man. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't need any of that in a preseason game whatsoever. But no, I. I mean, it, it's. I understand the concern. I mean, it's. Uh, I can't. I can't envision a world where Josh Allen, if he goes out there and he's not running around like a crazy man, that he does get injured. Um, there's just something to be said for being ready to go. Now, even with that, it's like, well, it's two weeks from the time that game actually 16 days is that right so we've got the last game on saturday and their for their their season op- openers on the 11th is that right i'm looking at the map I'm yes season openers the 11th i think it's like 16 the days or is the 18th yep. so there's, a, there's an aspect of like well we've had a whole lot of time off between the last time we went out there for a series so maybe it doesn't make sense well who knows right I don't know. yeah <laughs> but Either way, for me personally, I don't. I, I understand what you're saying. It's a long time away for the season. I don't want to see him. I, I want to see Josh Allen on the sideline with a cap on 
and a, a t-shirt or something or a hoodie. Like, I don't know what the weather's going to be like, you know, this weekend, but I just, I just want to see Josh relaxed. I want to see him laughing and joking. I, I don't want to see anything, nothing, nothing. Yeah. So actually John, uh, John Robert brings up a good point. He says, I know Barkley had a brace on his elbow. What is Kyle Allen go the whole way? Uh, he could, I mean, he, He's played games in the league before where he's played full games. I don't see why he couldn't play the full game. Yeah, for sure. And then, it, yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. And we can talk about Kyle Allen in a minute. Uh, he also, John Robert also put, uh, commented that uh, McGovern, uh, Connor McGovern got hurt. So he did apparently get marginally hurt. There was the, the reports that I read was that uh, he went down, they attended to him, they wrapped his leg, and then he walked off the field and was in super good spirits on the sideline after that, even though he did not return to practice. So I don't think it sounded anything too incredibly serious. Well, either way, I'm, I hate this time of year. I love it because now things are easy for us to talk about again. We have a lot of things to talk about, but I hate it because a lot of times there's just pointless injuries um, that – you know, important guys to, to teams around the league get mm-hmm. injured for the year over, like with these just crazy happenings, like things that just don't make sense. So I hate this time of year, man. Like I, I absolutely hate it. I hate what happened. Um, who was it that got injured? It was a receiver, I believe, that, that just got injured. I, I should have didn't know the conversation was going to go here. I would have had it pulled up. But a, a receiver's probably going to be out for the year that I was looking at. A Bills receiver? That. No, no, not the Bills. I'm just saying around the league, like, you know, these receivers, you know, they work all, all summer for this opportunity. Guys go to different teams or they get these new contracts. And I just I just hate the injuries in general, man. I hate them. Yeah, it, it definitely, uh, you know, even when you look at like the Tommy Doyle situation, who has now been shut down for the entire season. Um, yeah. And there's, you know, drop foot was kind of one of the things that was was talked about on Twitter that he's got drop foot, which is effectively where you can't lift the toe of your foot. And it could be oh. something that it's a nerve issue that could be very temporal or it could be permanent. So there's an aspect of who knows what that's going to turn into injuries as far as people coming back from injuries. Did you see an, and I'm going someplace with this. Von Miller, they had Von Miller in football pants and pads and a helmet and doing stuff on the sideline. What was your take on that? Because I read another take that was like, that's a really good point. What was your t- what was your take on seeing that? Me, I, I honestly, I didn't have one. I still, you know, I've been heavily on the side of you don't play Von Miller at the start of the season. So to <laughs> me, it's, to me, it's just all... You know, okay, Vaughn is ramping up to come back. Good for him. He's superhuman. He's a little bit, um, he, he's a, he's able to heal up a little bit faster than others. But no, I, I don't want to see him either. Week one, right? Uh, so th- I was excited. I was like, oh, that's got to be a good sign. Like he's in football pants. They've got a helmet on him. He's trying to get the feel of the weight down. Not that the helmet weighs a lot. And then uh, thigh doctor uh, uh, is on Twitter, and he's like, I don't see this as a good thing at all. Yeah, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm reading. And I'm like, why not? Like he's immediately got my attention, and he's making amazingly solid points. He's not sprinting. He's not making hard cuts. In, in fact, what's that? Oh, no, Russell, go ahead. Right? Yeah, yeah, Russell, yeah. Uh, and he's not sprinting. He's not making hard cuts. In fact, he's actually doing less, despite having a helmet on and pads, than we've seen him do in the last couple of weeks. And he was kind of absent for a couple of weeks. So like thigh doctor was kind of inferring or straight out said, it looks like he may have had a setback. And some other people were like, that isn't what it means. You haven't seen the whole practice. And then he made another good point, which was like, if he was out there sprinting with a helmet on and like doing like crazy cuts, 
that's the film you would have gotten. You wouldn't have gotten him easily kind of running through things. So now I'm on the uh-oh train. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, to me, I, I've been saying the whole time anyway, listen, I love Von Miller, and I would love to be wrong about this. I would love to be wrong about this. But Von Miller is a liar. <laughs> and he's been lying <laughs> since he's got like since he's become a Buffalo Bill, he's been lying. He told us OBJ was gonna sign here. He told us who else it was like three guys that there was he a bunch. recruited. Yeah, there was you know, a, uh, none of those guys are here. Now he's saying he's I think he had uh, D Hop as well, right? Didn't he have D Hop was coming here? Yeah, yeah. He, he had, had uh, <laughs> who was it? Uh, Henry, Derek Henry was coming here, and then That's right. now he's saying after his ACL injury, he's going to be ready for Week One. And listen, he hasn't told me the truth yet. <laughs> it's okay. I don't expect him to tell me the truth at this point, and I'm hoping and praying that the fan base sees him the same way like look Von, we love you we love you when you're playing and we love you when you're healthy right now you're not just get there take just your get time healthy. get there please don't believe this man is playing week one please don't <laughs> please don't. I, so if you expected him back so there was there was also a report out of camp uh and i can't remember who reported it that the the pass rush is really kind of starting to gel and kind of come around I would say that unequivocally, without Von Miller, they're a completely different unit. They need Von Miller. Um, Floyd being in there definitely helps. We already talked last week as we did our defensive roster projections that it's it's a bottleneck. It's going to be interesting to see who makes this team uh, and who doesn't, who ends up on the waiver wire or who ends up getting cut and then maybe put the practice squad if they make it through. Um, Von Miller is still crucial, right? Crucial to the success of this defense. Regardless, middle linebacker, regardless, still crucial. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I know you're not talking about the middle linebacker right now, but I'm hoping and praying that somebody's available on those waiver wires. What's the, like, what's the cut down? Because, man, I'm telling you, I know everybody's excited about our young guys and they're hoping that, the, man, I, I hope and pray yeah. that there is somebody available because what we are putting out on the field right now at middle linebacker, I haven't been impressed any at all from what I've seen from any of them. Yeah. At all. I started the season. My I started the overreaction show this season with uh, CB two middle middle linebacker, obviously as far as battles, uh, and then I think I said running back because I wasn't sure kind of where it was that. But the reality is, is there's some offensive line talk, and I don't know that the the tackles, and I think you and Sal discussed this yesterday. I don't know that the, the tackles are as big of a deal. Um, QB two is a big deal because we you know not that we want to worry about it, but we're going to find ourselves worrying about it, and having conversations and. There's always the what if, you know, nobody is Superman. Josh Allen, as much as he has been a stalwart in the, you know, in, in, in the last four seasons, he did miss some time, right? In his rookie season, he missed a couple weeks and it was a scary time. Even then I remember thinking to myself, great. He's not a franchise quarterback yet, but he looks like he's got the ability. And if you remember back in 18, when he got that injury in the Jacksonville game, there were people that were like, he may never be the same again. And to me, it's like, oh, that's mm -hmm. just our freaking luck. Like we finally think we might have a guy. And we haven't even found out if he's a guy and he might be done. Well, obviously he wasn't, but you want to have those conversations. All that to say this, there is no greater spotlight. There's no greater point of importance from, especially from what we've seen so far in the preseason, uh, what we've seen in practices, what we've heard about in camp, middle linebacker, your boy is missed. I, I, I hate to say, I told you so. You didn't but... tell me I was on board. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying in general, not not you specifically, but I hate to say I told you so, but damn it, I told you so. And, you told us. and look, 
we can say what we want. And I know some people are like, well, the fact of the matter is we just couldn't afford them then anyway. Oh, yes, we could have. We paid Ed Oliver. Mm. What has Ed Oliver done that makes us? And and this is I don't want to take shots at Ed right now. I love no, no. But what I'm saying is, though, Ed could have done a year on on a on a franchise tag or some shit like that. Like, why did it have to be? We could have figured it out to pay Tremaine. We could have figured it out to like there were other things happening that we could have figured out how to create money for. If one of those receivers were open and we, and if D hop would have chose Buffalo, Buffalo would have found the money to sign D hop. If OBJ wanted to sign here, they would have found the money. I just don't understand why we couldn't find the money. Now, now you didn't find the money and you're looking like it, it looks really bad that you, okay, you let him go fine, mm-hmm. but you didn't do anything to prepare for, for the loss of Tremaine Edmonds. You drafted a guy that's not big enough for the for the position that you're expecting him to play. Two, two, two of them, both in the third round. Guys that aren't the size that for the position you're expecting them to play. Then the people that you do have there that you kind of used to plug and play when there was injuries, AJ Klein, mm-hmm. stuff like Taylor Madigan. Those guys aren't starters in the mm-hmm. They're good for a game or two in the season. With come on, man, y'all got to do something. I pray to God. That there's somebody available on this waiver. Like after cutdown day, South said it last night. There's something like 300, 300 something guys available. Please let there be at least one middle linebacker that's worth the Buffalo Bills trying to sign that nobody else gets. It might be Please. more than that. It's got to be 38 times 32. It's like 1,200. <laughs> now they're not all linebackers, but there's 1,200 guys that are about to get cut. Sal um, said like 300. I was just going with it, but yeah, well, it's probably it 300 linebackers. There's probably there's there's a, probably a slew of them that are linebackers, or at least. But it, when you look at what the bill, your Ed Oliver point is dead on. Now, I, a lot of us, and this is not a bash Ed Oliver moment, but it, as far as where we all kind of were, we didn't necessarily feel that we had seen enough to give Ed Oliver an extension. There was an expectation that he was not going to be re-signed right and there was a looming expectation that of all people Tremaine Edmonds probably would now when you look at the situation which is that we are slammed you you know Puna Ford comes here for pennies right you've got Tim Settle who people are talking about possibly being cut you almost and there's nobody mm-hmm. not nobody but there's a bag nobody. of chi- a bag of chips a bag of hockey pucks and right a dude that can't run around the field right now and then grandpa effectively at that spot you got to wonder if they could have taken that opportunity i put a tweet out that basically said if this defense doesn't go well this year and the bills have to score 35 points a week to beat all their opponents who might be scoring 35 to 40 against us and middle linebackers the biggest problem remember that brandon bean drafted two undersized linebackers middle linebackers in the third round two years in a row people took great offense to that like the amount of mentions that i had who would you have preferred that they, they took and it's like kairium isn't exactly working out <laughs> like they could have taken a number of guys like there's there's there were there were free agents out there that could have possibly come here mm-hmm. to fill that role for a, for one year the bills have done so much to stack this defensive line and then the quarterback of your defense leaves. The quarterback of your defense is gone. And for all intents and purposes, to John Fina's point about Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson, we don't know that Tremaine wasn't just doing what he was at being asked to do. So as much as he didn't have flash plays, splash plays, and dominate like Brian Urlacher did or Luke Keekley did, there's, a, there's an opportunity or a chance that he was doing exactly what they wanted him to do, which was effectively... Be the glue to the defense, right? Which is kind of what he was. 
Now he's yeah. absent. Now he's absent. He's not there. And we saw it. We we got a huge look at it in the Vikings game. As soon as that dude came up and limped off the field, that game went sideways. Defensively, that game went sideways. To me, there's just a there's a great oh man, what could have been or what should have been or what it what were we thinking? It's it goes right back to last year. And you've heard me talk about this a hundred times going into the season with two boundary wide receivers. Two. Like that's a that's an oops. And this very well could be. Now, we hope Terrell Bernard, who's coming back from his hamstring injury, is going to be the guy. We hope. Still undersized, but we hope. And then to your point, waiver wire. Who's out there? Who's going to be available? And how fast can he pick up the system? Well, they need to figure it out. I don't, I, don't, I don't know who it is. I don't know who's available. But I'm even open to if there's somebody out there that you are interested in that's kind of sort of being shopped, use a draft pick. Because yeah. I tell you what. Yell at me, beat me up, cancel me, whatever. As much love as we've shown Brandon Bean over the last few years, he's not exactly uh, the he's not undefeated when it comes to these draft picks. Every year, he's not just knocking them out the park. Every right. we have actual full classes that, if you look at it, he missed on a full class or two. Yeah. So at this yeah. point, I'm I'm okay with him using a draft pick for a known commodity. We had this conversation on a chop up last night where I was saying, even when it comes to Jonathan's different position, so it's a different conversation. But what I'm saying is, if you could if you could get Jonathan Taylor for Kyir Elam in the third round draft pick, I do that ten times out of ten. Yeah. What have we yeah. gotten from our third round draft picks over the last four or five years? Two of them are on different teams. Look Zero. at yeah. you look at Devin Singletary, he's on the Texans. You look at Zach Moss, he's out right now, but he's with the, the Colts. What what have we done with our third round draft picks? What have we done with our second round draft picks? Cody Ford is gone. AJ Epinesa. James Cook is about the best looking one right now, right? And and that and the jury is technically out on him because his rookie year, we didn't have like a great year that makes us say James Cook is that dude. We just hope that he's going to be that dude, and they let Devin Singletary walk because of it. Yeah. So we'll see if James Cook is that guy. I hope he is. I think I dra- he is. I drafted him in fantasy. He better be. <laughs> he better be, but let's see. <laughs> but let's see. But see, my point is, if you got a guy, like if you can get a guy for a player and like something equivalent to a first-round draft pick, you can get a Jonathan Taylor for a Josh Allen team. Mm-hmm. You go mm-hmm. and get him. Yeah. Same thing with a middle line. If there's a middle linebacker out there that you can afford for a third round, fourth round draft pick, you not dra- these guys aren't drafting and knocking it out the park, man. It's just not happening. I'm very happy about this Dalton Kincaid pick. I hope that, like, I really hope it becomes what I think it is. But they they haven't been drafting like you know, like oh man, the Buffalo Bills front office is really they're really doing it big. They're not. It ain't the second coming of Bill Polian. So Daryl Fletcher says, not Tremaine. Getting back to my comment about just Tremaine doing what doing what they're asking him to do, like Dane and Levi. He says Tremaine is a tier above Dane Jackson. I was in no way, shape, or form comparing Tremaine Edmonds to uh to uh what you call it to uh uh to Levi Wallace. He absolutely is. There's one other one one other one I want to grab real quick, uh, which was right here. Eric Carlson says Edmonds is overrated. He was average with the Bills. Listen you don't have to shake your head. Listen, this is the fact. If Edmonds was average with the bills and the bills, middle linebacker quarterback of the defense play is what we've seen so far this preseason. You are going to, going to beg for average. Why can't we just get somebody to be average? Because right now, and I know we, we actually start, we are off the air saying we're not going to be, we're not going to be negative in this show. And here we are talking about traffic. <laughs> 
totally sucks. And it's all my fault. I totally right. No, but how do you even? But how do you even? Like, and this is this is with all due respect. I love everybody. Yeah, I know I love everybody. But Eric, how do you even? How do you even say this after? Like, how do you even? How do you even come on this show and put in the comments? Led the team in tackles every year. Like, led the team in tackles. We saw the way the defense looked in the Vikings game after he got injured. You see the way he looked. Like, you you can. There's tangible evidence that Tremaine Edmonds made a difference on this defense, and you really can come on here with confidence with your whole chest, like you saying it with the entirety of your chest, like the whole thing. That he's overrated and he was average with the. I just can't. Believe, I just. I can't believe it. I just can't. <laughs> Anyways, let's shift off of draft picks because that's more. As much as we haven't done a whole lot of uh, postseason stuff, this is very much a postseason conversation. <laughs> hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called "The Future of Work," where I answer all your questions on surprise. The future of work. Questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Um let's shift to something we did want to talk about, which was what is kind of going on in the national media? Like the national media takes have completely, it was, it was on uh, uh, Pat McAfee, I believe today, like the bills have gone from heralded national media favorites. Like these are the guys last year, they may go undefeated best roster in the NFL, best depth in the NFL, best quarterback in the NFL, best head coach in the NFL to now Sean McDermott. Isn't a top 10 head coach. Josh Allen is like what? Number eight, top 100 NFL players in the league. Uh, it was reported by, uh, the bookie Brooks. And who was the gentleman that said it? Uh, Yeah, yeah, there's no leadership in this locker room. Josh Allen is not a leader. And the funny part, like Josh Allen is not a leader and somehow neither is Sean McDermott. There was some place I wanted to go with that, but I'm not going to, um, you know, and it was funny because Pat McAfee today and there's more like uh, uh, Nick Wright had his share of comments, the bashing that's going on and the beating up of this football team based off of what they went through last year. I mean, they had a player die on the football field. Yeah. And that was almost the smallest part because it resonated some unity for them, but it was still mentally and spiritually exhausting. It's just, so Pat McAfee was talking today, like he was doing a thing where he was like chopping wood and he's like, just like the beat downs that the bills are taking. They're just beat down after beat down. Every time you turn around, somebody's trying to bash this football team and AJ Hawk made a good point. Maybe this is exactly where Sean McDermott wants them. Maybe he doesn't want them being heralded, right? Maybe the bills did read a little bit of their press last year, but where are we at with this, right? Where is this going? Well, in some regards, I feel like, you know, we're a step back. <laughs> so I don't care if the if you want us to not be praised as the darling or whatever. I don't care what you want the perception to be. But in reality, we need to have a type of player that can produce in these positions. Right tackle, 
middle linebacker. You got to produce. Those aren't positions that you can kind of just like put a Band-Aid on it and, and feel like things are going to work. You're gut, you, need, you need production from your middle linebacker position, and you need protection from your right tackle. It just is yeah. what it is. Yeah, Daryl Fletcher says the national media only skims through notes when it comes to the Bills. We know this is true. And it's not just the Bills, it's everybody. But like Nick Wright today said, oh, all they've done is lost things. Like they've lost their whatever, like their great left guard, Roger Saffold. And it's like, you didn't pay any attention to what that dude did on a football field this past season. Because Roger Saffold was like a bust, like a, a gigantic bust for the Buffalo Bills. It's just, it's interesting to me. And I know that the players say that they don't listen to it. They don't read it. They don't pay attention to it. There's no way. There's, there's no way. We know they do. We know that they we know that they listen to us, not you and me necessarily particularly, but the things, the blurbs that they see on Twitter and on, you know, on social media. You. <laughs> You're the voice. They I'm, listen to the voice. I missed Mr. Overreaction today, in case you missed it. <laughs> no, <please. laughs> uh, I've actually been Mr. Overreaction all week, but go ahead. Well, no, um, B Bills 88 brings up a good point here. They want to know why the national media is not talking about Chris Jones and that I've been quiet about it, but it's like Stefan Diggs is excused from practice for one day, one day and all hell breaks loose. Actually, it freezes over. Then it breaks loose. And Chris Jones is out talking about holding out till week eight and nobody is even blinking an eye. He, he's tweet? come out and publicly said, I, I was, I can afford to sit out until week eight Did without a tweet? problem. No, what'd you say? I said, can somebody, I tweeted today, can somebody ask Stephen A. Anderson if uh, Chris Jones is no longer feeling Kansas City? <laughs> like, but, it's, but it's like, for real, like what, what are we doing? Like they, they blow it up about the bills. It's, it's, it's the end of the world when Stefan Diggs is gone for a day and we still got Stephen A. talking about he wants to, and we don't even have to talk about Stephen A. Thing. But that's what happens. That's what it gets birthed out of those type of conversations. Can't stand it. I'm walking down the stairs today, and all of this conversation about Diggs is is just I'm I'm just like you, like I'm just constantly mulling over whether it's real realistic or real thoughts that I have as a fan that I have that I have as a man versus like stuff that could potentially be tweeted versus stuff that I'm, you know, potentially could talk about on a show and things that could become concepts, right. And content, yada, yada, yada. And I'm literally walking down the stairs and I'm thinking to myself, you know, it goes back to this idea about NFL players, right. Deandre Hopkins. I'm going to go someplace. Uh, Odell Beckham. I want to go someplace where I'm going to win. What does he do? He signs for 18 million in Baltimore. Now, I'm not saying that Baltimore is a bad football team, but Baltimore is not getting by Kansas City, the Bengals, or the Bills. It's just not happening, right? I mean, they're probably going to win know. the North, but they're not going to get by either of those three teams, in my opinion. I don't know, man. It's a different offense. I, I liked it. I liked it. It's preseason. Let, let's see what the offense looks like when it comes time for Lamar to throw outside the numbers because the book is the dude still can't throw outside the numbers. Same with Tua. Anyway, and they got to get past the Dolphins, and they got to get past the Jets. I mean, the – the list is long as long and distinguished. But anyways, back to Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs wants to win. So I'm walking down the stairs and, and, I'm, and I'm mulling this over my head. And in my head, it's like Stefan wants to win more so than he gives a crap about stats, which is 100% true. Probably more so than he cares about the money because he's now got money and he's like going overseas and like modeling stuff and doing crazy things. And the reality is, is it's so I'm thinking to myself, how would Stefan Diggs feel if he ended up on a team or if the Bills, if he's on the Bills and he ends up, you know, uh, pick a number. He has 45 catches for, for the, on the season for 
300 yards, but he wins a championship. I think Stefan Diggs is happy. Like Stefan Diggs, when it comes to wanting to win, that whole entire episode that he went through was based on, in my opinion, and I've said this on Twitter and in different places, in my opinion, it was he walked into Sean McDermott's office and he said, what's different? What is going to be different this year? Because we've tried this method, this formula, this whatever it is for the last two or three years has gotten us where we wanted to go. Something's got to be different. And I don't feel like Sean McDermott liked that in his office. And I think a heated exchange happened. McDermott did the right thing in that moment, which was, hey, why don't you go home and cool off? We'll come back and we'll revisit this tomorrow. Then he did the wrong thing in the press conference and said, I'm very concerned, right? Blew the whole thing out. Like if he doesn't make that statement right there, there's nothing to talk about as far as Stefan Diggs goes. But at the end of the day, I watched this guy at training camp. We hear about it, the reports from the reporters. I've gone to training camp the last several years. Stefan Diggs was on another level. You've heard other people say it. Like, if he's practiced at 10, he's been practicing at 12 or 13. Like, the energy, just the, the drive, the passion that he's got. The dude wants to win. He is a leader, going back to Chris Broussard's points. Like, Stefan Diggs is a leader in that locker room. I just frustrated about it i'm with you i'm with you i think it's a um it's one of those things it's it's easy um because the fan base you know buffalo's small i always talk about how we're a small market so it's easy outside of the fan base nobody's gonna blow back yeah okay so the fans of buffalo blow back on twitter and we yell and we scream and we got our fists yelling at our phones but after that you know nobody is more the wiser because it's a small market. So nobody's plugged in like Bill's mafia is. So they're going to, they're going to get their talking points. They're going to get their views. Bill's mafia is going to go off on them. They're going to get their content up. It's all good. It's all good. Well, Buffalo is absolutely a small market. Um, It's, but it's, it's one of the most passionate markets and people know, right. If I say certain things, I'm going to get views. It's Emmanuel. Ako, Ako, whatever his name is, like flavor of the week. Like every and like, and he'll make his pot shots. He'll take his pot shots at Buffalo, knowing that guys like me are gonna be like, You're a clown. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you paying attention to? Like to last year, that dude said Tua is the best quarterback in the NFL right now because of XYZ. And it was like, you are a fool. Like literally, I was one of the guys. I bit. And that's what we do is Bill's Mafia. We come to protect the guys that we love. Right. And that's what, so mm-hmm. it's, I just wonder where it ends. Does it end? I mean, God forbid the bills lose to the jets week one. If the bills beat the jets week one, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how the narrative is set or reset for both we of those teams. To. We were supposed to be right. right. However, if we lose to them, then it's like, Oh, Oh, the bills are done. The, the jets unseated the bills. If the jets beat us week right. one, it's week three. I think it was week three last year, Miami dolphins, super bowl champions. It's New mm-hmm. York jets week one, super bowl champions. It's like, like oh, they beat the bills. That's it. They're, they're the team. Right. Right. So looking forward, where are you at on that game? Oh, I feel very good about week one before we, before we talk about week one really quickly, I just want to get this, get this in. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Bills Mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Let's go. I'm going to be there. You are, because you're going to be hosting it. These Let's two go. Be there? I'll be there. I probably <laughs> won't talk much, but I'll be there. So when do I get to get off the mic? When do I get to go and be like, I'm just going to hang out here and chill? You're, you're the voice. <laughs> I'm the voice. <laughs> they got, the voice has to be the one talking. As long, no, as, I don't have to, as, long as I don't have to struggle with technology, I'll be great. Right. Nope, I'm excited. You and Sarah are, are, are going to head it up and kill it. And we got Jer- Jeremy joining, Jeremiah Boyer. Yeah, we got Sterles coming again. I think this is his second year, or is this Sterles' third year doing it? Second year doing it, but he's been to a couple. I think this is his potential third. Uh, so he's been at no, all third home, home opener, third home opener, I think. Yeah, yeah. so he, was at, he, he wasn't at the first release. He was at the opener, yeah. Yeah, because so, he was a part of a different network back then. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good time. Dan is trying to get me again. I will not let you put me back in the hospital for alcohol poisoning. I refuse, Dan. Back Shut in up the hospital, hospital for alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a this guy's a beast, man. He is a beast. If um, if I could uh, search my tweet or not, if I could search my texts from Dan, it, shots would come up more than just about anything. He has texted me shots more than anything else. That man's <laughs> a monster, man. I don't know how he I don't know how he does it. His poor liver. He's he's a he's a yeah he's a little bit yeah it's I think it's hilarious. Greg Goose blocked him on Twitter. I think that's no like, yeah Greg Goose blocked him. I think that's the funniest. <laughs> Do you know how hurt I would be if like I love Crown Royal so much? Yeah. Do you know how hurt I would be if they blocked me? That's funny, bro. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh so what do we got so we're not gonna we're not gonna be long uh for this episode. But uh so do you not know what happened to Sweeney? Well, I I. I heard that um, obviously there was some, you know, he kind of fell on the practice field and had an I just know is what they said. He had a yeah. an episode. And I just know that he's had some complications with his heart in the past. And uh, so I, without having all the details, I, I hesitate to, to really uh, speak on things. I just know that prayers go up to Sweeney and, and the giants and Sweeney's family. I, I'm sure he's going to be okay. You know, yeah. I, I try to be positive. The, the news was he had an episode on the field. They tended to him. And afterwards, he was alert and conversational is what I heard. So, yes. Yeah. But to your point. So, um, yeah, it's uh, not great as far as that goes. But it's <laughs> Bills East, right? I mean, the amount of Bills players that are on that Giants football team is absolutely incredible. I sent you a text, by the way. Well, I don't want to go there. You sent me a text. Or no, I think I sent you an Instagram thing. Um. We, we yeah i don't want to go on i don't want okay. to i don't want to go there as far as that goes but so what what else do we have before we get up on out of here on this one? i got something okay give me i that. got something yeah joe marino was <laughs> was talking 
And yeah. Joe Marino said, it sure looks like a fair amount of first team reps for Andy Isabella. He did say that. I sent him a message. I, I texted him afterwards, and I was like, oh, and he didn't respond to me. So I don't know what that means. Sounds like um, he's putting the pressure down with that tweet, and I like it. Uh, I was with Joe Marino at uh, at camp for one day, and we were just casually talking. And I said to him, I was like, I don't think Khalil Shakir makes this this team. And he immediately was like, what have you seen that makes you feel like that Khalil Shakir does not have a spot on this roster? And I'm like, I'm just telling you, I just am not sure that Khalil Shakir has done enough, right? And with, and with the message that the Bills sent, as far as like what they want and what they want other receivers going, going and get Sherfield, going and get Hardy, right. And all these guys. And then Andy Isabella, all it takes is one guy showing up the way that Andy Isabella has, and it bumps a dude off the roster that you thought was a lock, right. It's, it's kind of like the, the space that we're in at the end of the day. I said this on Sunday, if Khalil Shakir makes this roster awesome, if Andy Isabella makes this roster awesome, all I care about is the best player makes the roster. The guy that can help the most. That's all I care about. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that Andy Isabella is one of those guys that um, he can help the roster. He's good. And I think he's he's going to outperform whatever expectation is set. So, like, there's a lot of people that have expectations on him based off of his performance in Arizona. Yeah. Arizona's been a horrible situation for everybody that's come out here. Like, Arizona, and I hate to say this, sorry, Bills fans, but five six seven years ago before buffalo started to turn around they used to call buffalo like the nfl siberia they used to they used to people hated coming to buffalo unless they were getting a payday or it was just like you know what i still want to play i don't want to retire i'll go to buffalo get a check still be in the league until it's time for me to get out that's how people viewed buffalo that is the situation that arizona has been in Right. So it's just not a good situation. Andy Isabella is a talented wide receiver, and I am hope I am man, I am I am the conductor on the train for Andy Isabella to be on this Buffalo Bills train. I, I like I'm all in on this train, all think, in on it. I think Sal said yesterday in, on the code of conduct with you that uh Andy Isabella was on their roster, the Bill staff roster, when he was drafted by the Cardinals, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think there's more than just a hey, we need a camp body in here, and oh, this guy looks kind of good. I think there's something there, and I think what gets lost is, and I'm not saying that this is, is exactly the same, but you've got situations, and Belichick was kind of the guy. He did it with, uh, uh, what call it? Um, now my brain's not working. I can see his face when he when he went and who's the dude that he got from Miami, and then brought him to the Patriots and put him in the slot, and the dude ate Wes Welker, right? So he okay. did it with Wes Welker. He like he went and got a guy that wasn't necessarily anybody of any importance at all in Miami. And then the dude like blew up. So we know that that stuff happens. It comes down to how a player is used and the opportunities that he's quote unquote given. And I know that Bill's mafia believes or feels that Shakir wasn't given enough opportunity to kind of show what he can do. And I misspoke by the way, for the world to know, I misspoke on my show on Sunday and I said that Shakir was in for 70% of the snaps. So I misheard a report where they said 70% of the snaps. I did a quick research on it when I heard it, and I've been using that tagline or that line, that that fact, quote-unquote fact. What it was is he had 70% of the snaps in week five. He actually did not have 70% of the snaps in 2022. He only had 20%, like just under 20%, but he had 70% in one game. But anyway, yeah, he had, he had enough. enough. Yeah, he had, he had enough, right. Um, so I did misspeak as far as just I had my head a little twisted, but yeah. Anyways, it'll be interesting to kind of see. 
misinformation nope misinformation i am fake news you are fake you are fake news. i kind of i kind of am fake news you are fake news (laughs) it's your overreaction right there that's what it says um anything good in the comment sections before we uh get out of here let's see let's see while you're while you're looking through the comments, um, I did. We got to end one last one last uh, I guess big topic. I'm gonna start calling this the third down, and and we're going to every week. <laughs> we should add it as a segment. Yeah, we have to. Birth out of I the railroad. Have... Birth out of the railroad tracks at Lime Lake, New York. We are on to the third down segment. <laughs> third down segment. I want to talk about. Um, because they're at the point now where they're going to have to punt, you know, in one conversation that earlier I said, shit or get off the pot. But but in football terms, it's time to punt or figure it out. What the heck is going on with San Francisco? Like they're they're going to trade like the conversation is that Sam Darnold is the backup quarterback and they are actively listening to offers for Trey Lance. Like, are you kidding me? Are you, yeah. are you kidding? So. Are you going to question? I, I, I'm not sure that Shanahan at this point is questionable, right? He he. I'm not. He's not a quarterback whisperer per se, but he's flirting with that quarterback whisperer piece. If he feels like Trey Lance can't give him what he needs, I trust him. Okay, and and, and it actually the the as far as who they named number two which goes back to the 2018 draft, which is funny because, right, so and then the Bills are going to play Baker Mayfield, your your favorite, who was just assigned – or who was just uh, what, uh, announced starter. Um, when you look at what's happening in New York right now and the fact that they feel like Zach Wilson, that like being with Aaron Rodgers has really done a lot for him, I, I – to me, I'm just not sure that Trey Lance. Trey Lance was drafted on the idea that he was going to be the next Josh Allen, right or wrong. That's what the that's what everybody was saying. That's what everybody. Oh, said. he has built like he's strong arm like Josh. He can run like he, everything was like Josh. He can he make a like Josh, Josh Allen leap like right. Josh. <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> he can't. And he's not. He's at the point now where he's probably going to be out of the NFL, if not this year, the next year, right? Uh. I would take him as a backup. As a backup, a straight backup in front of yeah. Barkley. I mean, to me, Barkley should stay on the practice squad or shouldn't be on the active roster. Agreed. And that's not a diss at him. I just no, think agreed. it's one of his careers. Like, he's he's an extension of the coaching staff. And then we're talking about Kyle Allen. He can – he can yeah, cool, thanks. I know you're friends with Josh. I'm cool. You bring a guy like Trey Lance and let him learn behind Josh Allen. Josh is at that point now where I think he's – He's elite, so I would be okay with Josh Allen teaching younger guys. Let Lance come in. They do a lot of the same things. You don't have to change your offense up if something were to happen to Josh Allen and you have a Trey Lance on your roster. Now, Trey Lance isn't Josh. Right. But we just got done talking about how all the comparisons coming out of college were, oh, Trey's going to be the next Josh Allen. He's going to – okay, put him behind Josh Allen. Let him learn behind Josh. I said the same thing about Malik Willis. I'd take Malik Willis as a backup. 
I would take Absolutely. Sam. I would take Sam Darnold as a backup. I would not take Malik Willis or Trey Lance as a straight backup. A practice squad backup? Yes. I would take straight, Trey Lance over Sam Darnold. The guy to go in and try to win you fifty percent of the games that he's got to play? No. Nope. I'd take Trey Lance. <sighs> Sam Darnold, man, he was drafted. It, the, well, Trey Lance was drafted high as well, but but Trey Lance didn't have the opportunity to start. Sam Darnold started for multiple organizations and has proven that he's not good enough to be a quarterback in the NFL. I don't think Trey Lance hasn't been given it. He really, to me, I don't think Trey Lance has given a fair shake. I don't think it's about having the opportunity to start. I think there's something about what they're seeing in the practice field. Like we don't know necessarily if he's on the way out, there's something going on with his preparation. There's something going on with his ability. There's something going on with his ability to uh, digest what it is, and I'm sure we could all probably imagine that Kyle Shanahan's playbook is not easy, right? It's probably very hard, um, yeah. which speaks to a whole bunch of people. We know that the Bills playbook, the Dayball playbook, which uh, you know Ken Dorsey now has, is also incredibly difficult. There's some that are easy. There's some that are hard. The Bills, the Niners, super hard, right? Yeah, and Jessica says she's asked me um, if I'm comfortable with Trey Lance coming in and winning games for us. No, I'm I'm not. I'm not comfortable with anybody coming in. I'm hoping that Josh Allen is is healthy. Period. But the thing about Trey Lance that I like is I like his ceiling, and I feel like he hasn't been given a, a real opportunity to develop and show what that ceiling could be. I feel like we know what Sam Darnold has been. We saw him in New York with the Jets. We saw him in Carolina with the Panthers. He just hasn't been good. So I feel like he's going to be the same guy that we've seen with Trey Lance. We haven't seen we we got what a couple games before he broke his what did he break his his leg or broke his foot or something? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we just haven't seen him, and I, so. Do I think he's going to come in and be a game changer or world change? No, but I think if if he has similar traits and he has some things that reminds you of Josh Allen, if he's learning from a Josh Allen, it could benefit him. So that, that's just where I'm at. I would challenge you that we haven't seen Sam Darnold in a good system yet either with a good co- with a good coach. And I think that the Niners, if if Sam has to play, which he may, Brock Purdy is coming back from a from a from a, an elbow surgery, so there's an opportunity. We're going to find out. Right. So we're going to find out what is there. Um, and then what the funny thing about Sam Darnold, too, is like we know that at this point in time, Josh Allen brings in his friends to back him up. Right. So Sam Darnold and Josh are pretty good friends. And Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen, they're all, they're all good friends. So you're banking on Chris Janke says the real Chris Janke says uh, you're banking on potential with Lance or Willis. That's that's basically what you're going off of. Malik Willis yeah, has yeah. incredible yeah. athletic ability. So does Trey Lance. I'd rather have Jake from the Trey Lance. Okay, spin is on that stuff. That's that's a little that's a little that's that's out there, spin. We gotta relax. Why did you make me read? I am Ron Burgundy. Why did you make me read that? (laughs) (laughs) Put just put anything up on the teleprompter. (laughs) Joe Miller. Joe Miller's gonna read it. (laughs) Hey man, you're back now, right? So everything is so you're you're officially like back. I don't understand the question. No, I'm saying so. Like overreaction is back consistently, off tackles back consistently. Like so, hump. You know, so we're back every week with everything, right? Yes, I mean we have to have conversations around this show because of my travel schedule. But uh, Uh so there'll be some there'll be some uh, help, right? 
as far as that goes because uh my, because of my work schedule but uh yes i mean for all intents and purposes i've had two good overreaction shows we've had two good fina shows and uh well attended as far as that goes and this show too is well attended and super super thankful to be back and rested and kind of full of the full of juice again right so i feel like i'm over that Bengals game finally the playoff game last year um <laughs> you so which... bitter you were so bitter <laughs> people joe was serious like he was really bitter about this like i've never had i've never seen somebody seriously need an unplug because of like one moment that game drained him so bad he needed to unplug so bad. i have never and I, i'm old right but old enough to remember the super bowl years however i've been a season ticket holder i bought, started buying new one. my grandpa couldn't go to the games people know this since in 90 and 97 is when i started buying in and now the, the tickets are officially signed over to me so my dad is now buying in with me so like everything's in my name at this point we all have the same name but anyways as far as that goes i have never left that stadium with a bills loss and i've left that stadium with a lot of bills losses i've never left that stadium where the crowd was in shock you've been there when the bills lose a game people are bitching people are swearing people are this and you know quarterback that and head coach this and blah 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 that cincinnati game when that game was over the crowd left silent we were all just like what just happened what happened what happened like yep and it affected me and it affected a lot of us i think i understand it affected me I, I i try to push through it but um i just you know you almost it's one of those things where it's like you could take a loss but like you can't take a loss like that matt By matt byam says then you didn't leave the stadium after steelers backups i was not at that game i was so no i was not i was not at that game so good old malarkey Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh we ready to get out of here let's get it ladies get and it. gentlemen you have been tuned into the over uh, overreaction the hump day hotline the buffalo rumblings vidcast network my name is joe miller you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired that over there's my co-host jay spencer king yes sir and you can find me on twitter and all that stuff at j spence the king and uh y'all know how we do it over here y'all love each other take care of each other and live in peace and as always stay positive test negative go bills go bills Wait. and tune into line again coming up right now mm -hmm.